heard from our legal department. Full disclaimer, our intent is to share, edify, and uplift. Though our perspectives may differ, we share them from a place of love and our truths at the moment. As the title suggests, we are thinking women who do better as they know better. With that being said, we pray you enjoy our candid conversations and understand that the thoughts and opinions are our own. And now to Educated and Evolved. afternoon ladies and gentlemen welcome to episode four of educated and evolved a podcast for or by five african-american women who are educated and evolved i'm kenyatta davenport and we'll go around the table and introduce ourselves hi everybody i am tawanya i am ron jen davis Mr. I'm Carter. And this is Sabrina. All right. So this week, our topic is self-care. And um, we are going to discuss the importance of self-care, how it affects us. And we're going to shoot it off with Greer. So Greer, go ahead and give us your thoughts. Um, when I think about self-care, I've, only on, I've always only thought of emotional self-care. And I have been... Uh, engaged in this practice for some time, but I think last week when Tawanya mentioned that there were eight different types, it really prompted me to look into these things, and I think the thing that I have found, because she said she found that the, the eight different types were physical, emotional, social, spiritual, personal, space, financial, and work, and for me, some of these overlap, so I think for myself, when I think about um, emotional and spiritual, I think that they're one and the same. Um, and also hmm. personal, too. So a lot of these things that I, now that I, that I was researching it, knowing that we were going to be talking about it, it really has been enlightening to think about these, um, what is it, in in compartmentalizing these different facets of self-care. You know, that's, that's interesting that, um, when you said that mental, spiritual, and what was the other one you said that you felt as though they overlapped? I thought emotional, spiritual, and personal. Oh, emotional. All, yeah. I thought they were all one and the same. For me, they, they felt like the same. Right. You know, being the, being the one that is the, the pastor's wife um, and looking at it from a spiritual standpoint, there's a whole nother level of spirituality that doesn't necessarily have to be um, religious. It could just be spirituality. And when I say that, that's just based on because there are various religions and there are various reliefs, beliefs, whether, you know, whether you're looking at it from an earth realm or you're looking at it from a heavenly realm or, you know, whether you're Buddhist or Christian or Muslim, whatever it may be, there's a different space for where your faith 
becomes important in your life and your self-care. So to me, um, I could say they don't overlap because there's a place where I believe in God, the father almighty that becomes so prevalent in my household that if I don't have that connective relationship and knowing where that, for me, that help and strength comes from, that's part of self-care. And then when you look at emotional, I think of emotional like your mental health, you know, because when you look at it from a mental health standpoint, you could believe in God all day. But guess what? If if you still are battling with your own inter- internal demons of trying to get from point A to point B and can't function and can't get right and um, the way that other people don't make you feel worthy, that's a problem, you know. And so that's and why wouldn't they all overlap, Ranjit? Because you're you're mm-hmm. saying that this if this part isn't working, then that part mm-hmm. is has a lapse. Then, then they should overlap, like right. Maybe, maybe, maybe can maybe maybe overlap is not it. Maybe they are uh, interdependent or interconnected. You know what or I mean? Intertwined. I was going to say intertwined. So as as opposed to overlap, because I because when I think overlap, I think actually one and the same. Right. And then to, to your point, Ranjit. Yeah, to your point, Ranjit. I am I am a spiritual being, so. My, I, when, when I think about, I saw some of the stuff that they talk about. So like to, uh, to preserve your spiritual well-being or your spiritual self-care, that looks like time alone, meditation, prayer, nature, and a sacred space, right? For right. me, that's what I do all the time. I need solitude. I need that, right? I need, because I pray all the time, so I need that. So what, here's what I'm thinking about, I guess now that interconnectedness, or what I'm thinking about, they're one and the same. The things that they talk about to do for emotional self-care is stress management, coping skills, compassion, therapy, and journaling. I feel like that's those same things that I would do to preserve my spiritual uh, self-care are the same things that I do for my emotional self-care. Right. right? You right. know what I mean? Because, like, the, the tools that I use, I guess. And, yes, and that's think, it. Yeah, I think the tools or the... Or the it's the, the tools. Rather. Because guess what? You could you could be the um the most spiritual person every day all day and still be angry. Yeah, that's I I, I think that's the purpose of having it. So I, I think that's why you need to have the self-care so that you could manage those emotions. I get that. So and again, I'm going to go back to my to my thing. I really feel like for me, they could be some of these could be one and the same. Some of these could be one and the same. Yeah. But I, you know, I, and I think the other thing that's really interesting is a lot of times, whereas you thought of self care to be from an emotional place, I thought of self care to be like physically taking care of yourself. That's a that's a facet of it too. That that's a form you know, of self care. Yeah, you know, I thought of it like um, health wise. Do you eat healthy? Do you exercise? Do you go to the doctor? You know, that type of self-care. And it was it was definitely eye-opening to see all of those different levels of self-care. Care. You know what's crazy is that 
when because Tawani found these things. Physical is just what you said. Emotional, social, spiritual, personal, space, financial, and work. So now social is talking about. I get, and I wonder if this came about because now social media, but it talks about some of these things about obviously you're having boundaries, you're having a support system, uh, positive social media, communication, and friends, right? And so those are the, the, I guess, again, those are the activities, the things that you would do or monitor to make sure you're exercising social self-care. Some of these, some of these activities, again, I'm like, I'm, I, I have been looking this up for maybe like a couple of days now. I'm like, wow, because you take so much, so many things for granted. And I found that I think some of the underlying things across all of these is boundaries. So Mm -hmm. and all of that is boundaries. That's right. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> so how so how do you go about? So let's just say, for example, what what advice can we give someone that is not where we are? Um, I don't want to say evolved, but not as effective at setting up boundaries. Like, how can we encourage others to just do it? Because I ain't gonna lie, there were times when I would just go and go and go and do and do and do. And for me, I just had to make up in my mind, no, I'm not doing this. I cannot be Captain Save a Kid. I cannot be Captain Save a Hoe. I cannot be Captain Save a Man. I, I cannot. So um, mm-hmm. for me, I had to set the boundaries. Be like, just say no. And that for me, it's a hard thing to do because I'm a giver by nature. Like I just mm-hmm. give and give and give till I don't have anything left. But I don't do that no more. And I'm going to be honest, I'm much happier. I am so much happier. I, God has brought about a change in my life. Change. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> but what advice can we give for people, you know, to set those boundaries? All right. So my advice for people is to sit down and think about what is it that you want to do for yourself to make you feel better? And not just feel better, but also to be better and to do better. Um, because like Greer mentioned about the eight different components of self-care, it's very important that we take a look at each of these in our own personal lives. And we have to come to that, that level of um, understanding and that level of self-acceptance as well for us to put ourselves first. And that does not mean that you don't love anybody else in your family. It's right. that you now love yourself enough that you're not going to keep putting yourself on the back burner because Amen. we all have relatives and friends that have medical issues that are directly related to family drama, family trauma, and generational curses. And some of us really have to take a look at that and step back because just mm. like um, Kim was saying, you know, she cannot be, you know, Captain Save Kid, Captain Save Ho. Captain Save a Job. Uh, I'm going to add some more. We also can't be Captain Save a Relative. Oh, because preach. many of the relatives that try to or that do absorb our positive energies, um, they're grown, they're adults. Right. And as we have become educated and evolved, we can also pour into them in a way that helps them to come to a place in their life where they realize 
you can no longer be dependent on me. That does not mean that if there is an emergency or a situation that you can't call on me. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is going back to setting those healthy boundaries. You have to have boundaries around your yourself. You have to have boundaries from your kids, boundaries from your job, and boundaries from your family. Let's hear Sabrina's voice. Sabrina, let's hear you say some things. What what are, what are you what are your ideas around self-care and setting boundaries? Pardon me. Oh Lord. Sabrina. What what are your ideas around self-care and setting boundaries? Self-care for me. <clears throat> or in general. Um different stages of my life I guess like Bria was saying you find out there's so many different aspects of self-care I think now I'm focusing um, emotionally um, physically and like Tawani was saying taking care of a lot of family members and then you realize you're not taking care of yourself mm-hmm. so I'm getting a grip on that <laughs> and just taking time and, and figuring it all out for myself and so what are okay. some things that you are learning to do for you, Sabrina, um, as you're saying that you are just getting to that particular point? Well, first, I'm realizing that everyone in, in my household and around me are grown. Mm. And I'm cutting the umbilical cord, allowing people to make their own decisions. And if I'm deciding, well, not deciding, if I decide to give them my opinion on it, it's up to them to take that opinion and go with it or not. And they'll just have to face the consequences of whatever happens when they make their own decision. Mm-hmm. That's big right there. That's big. That's, that's real big. You know, uh, even that, that requires process, a lot of faith too, though. Right. Uh, you know, and I have to trust my raising of my children and say, okay, they know what's right. They know what's wrong. That's so right. part, of, part of my self-care is allowing them to make their own decisions and their own mistakes, if any occur. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It makes them healthier. And you know what? And that, and and even though you're talking about um, a lot about your your own kids, you know, even for our relatives, if they make a mistake, guess what? It's just a mistake, and we have to realize that mistakes are not the end of um, of making these changes because we we but need not, to realize that we can all learn from the mistakes that we do make. But now hold on, now we ain't gonna keep on making the same mistake. What they say, don't make the same mistake twice. Insanity. Right, because, right, right. Now, and you're right because, but that comes with maturity as well. Because that's right. If you keep making the same mistakes over and over and over again, you're not doing anything to actively change that anyway. Mm-hmm. But you know what? Even what you add to that, if you choose to make that mistake, I can choose not to continue to save you or bail you out. That's right. Because. Absolutely. Because all of a sudden, that, that insanity is twofold. That person is insane because they keep making the mistake. But guess what? I'm insane because I keep saving you. Exactly. Ooh, the same I keep, thing. I keep bailing you out. Mm-hmm. So just as much as you're looking at that person and you're mad at them because they keep making the same mistake, I'm mad at myself because I keep saving you. 
Yes, you know and, what? And I, and I refuse. Here I, here I come with the benefit of the doubt. It all depends on it all depends on who you're saving. Now I make no bones about it. I have only one sunshine. I don't care how many times. I don't care how many times you fall down and get back up. I'm right there to help. I'm right there to help. Now, now what happens is, is that we talk about maturity and self-care. Lord, we done lost Greg again. Greg? All right. So, what, wait a minute. What I will say this. When you're on an airplane, and I'm pretty sure we've all flown. Maybe We have. Sure. And what, what does the flight attendant always say? Come on with it, Roger. Put your mask on first before, before you, you put on somebody else's mask. That's right. So the first thing that is so important, you can't save somebody else. You if can't you help if, if somebody you else. That's if right. You <laughs> don't make sure that you take care of you first. Yeah. And, and that's nothing new for you from the grave. And you know what? And and even though we are saying this, I want people to realize that when we're saying to put yourself first, I know a lot of people may kind of be stung by that because you're like, oh, well, y'all are trying to be selfish and stuff. No, no. I try to live a little bit longer. Just a little because bit. Because a lot of relatives that I have had have hypertension. I am one of those who I do not have hypertension. And I thank God that I do not have hypertension. But one of the things that I do that a lot of my previous family members did not do and don't do is take time for themselves. Mm-hmm. However, let's even think about that. Let's think about how in different places and different spaces for some people developing that level of self-care because if you are a sibling of or you're the oldest because, you know, one of the things that they also talk that that we talk about just in general is birth placement. You know, the oldest child is usually the Hello? one that ends up being responsible mm-hmm. for all of the other children. And you the oldest child, like and, myself, you know. You're not an only child. You have a brother. No, I'm the only biological child. So everything still defaults to me. You the oldest. It, look, it don't matter on biology, honey. But that, but you're exactly right, because even as it pertains to um, parental care, you know, who can I depend on? Mm-hmm. You see, I had um one of our fellow educators. She said to me, she hey. said her father used to always tell her, if. If you want something done, give it to a busy person. Mm. Elaborate, please. please. And I had to stop and I had to think about, it. listen, people that are busy, people who got so much stuff going on, people that are those those different type of multitaskers that are pleasers, mm. you want something done, that person that is busy, they're going to take a moment, they're going to get this done so they can get it out the way and move on and finish up all the other stuff they got to get done. But now I want to push back on that because I, I I am one of those. I'm not a pleaser, but I am a multitasker. And in my own, um, what do I want to, what do I, in my own reflective process, 
I realized that I was constantly busy to avoid having to deal with myself and mm. to avoid having to mm. do the hard work of really, really getting to the nitty gritty of why you are the way you are to figure out what happened to you to make you, you know, just that, ugh, that person. So, you know, I'm, I'm thankful for COVID, not trying to segue into COVID, but I'm thankful for COVID in a way because mm-hmm. it forced me to sit down. I could not go anywhere. I could not do anything. And after a while, I got tired of watching TV. So that whole 16 months was a truly, truly reflective changing mentality mental whatever you want to call it and it really did prepare me sorry people for the noise in the background it really did prepare me to be in probably the best space of life that I'm in right now now had I been able to make it through COVID at 23 no heck no I probably would have went to the insane asylum no lie because it was just too much but at 47 46 47 because we went out on COVID two days before my birthday. And on my birthday, I was in the hospital. So mm-hmm. that whole 16-month period was really, really, really what I needed to do or really what God needed me to do so that I could truly, truly work on my self-care, if that makes sense. It does make sense. And you know it what? Does. And no sirens going by actually were very timely because this raises an alarm because we all have to make sure that in these moments of silence mm-hmm. and in these moments of isolation, that we are really using that time to benefit us. Right. Mm-hmm. And no one else. And I mm-hmm. love them, but I, I got to focus on me. Yeah. I think, I think that, I'm, not, I'm, I'm sorry, guys. I don't know if I'm back in the recording or not. You're here. Talking. Oh, Talk hey. on. Um, I think that all of this in moderation and balance is really important. And I know the last time I got kicked out, I was really being the devil's advocate with regard to talking about the extent to which you provide care. And I really think about how even the word talks about how you forgive someone, you get up and get back down seven times, seven to seven. I think that for me, self-care is resolve, right? Self-care. Mm-hmm. I, and I have learned that I don't need to go around telling people what I will not do, right? Um, and I realized that the love and care that I give to others, because I'm also a giver, is mine to give, right? Mm. And so no one can twist me, turn, press buttons, because I'm already resolved in my own spirit to the extent to which I'm going to be, I'm going to be giving, right? Or mm-hmm. I know that after this point, that is all that there is. Like Rhonda said, there's no more peas, there's no more corn. That is it, right? And then I'm satisfied within my spirit that I have been authentic, right? In that, and true to myself because not only am I a giver, I... Alright, and so to, to add on to what she's saying um, about being a giver, you you also you have to give to yourself. That's right. And, and I so, do do that. I do. Yeah. That. But you what I'm that's what I'm telling you about the balance. And so and because you 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 give to yourself because you can't give from an empty vessel. 
And I That's can read right. them. And part of and part of your and part of your the answer to your question for me, Kim, is that it takes maturity, it takes resolve, and it takes honesty, right? Within, yes. within yourself. It takes honesty within yourself. So you can Yes, you you can't you can't um you can't neglect yourself. Yeah. But I'm not going to be able to do that. I would love to do that, right? But I'm not going to be able to do that. I would I would mm-hmm. like for you to be happy, but doing so is going to be a detriment to me. So I've I've been able to communicate with people to say, "Hey, I'd like I'd like to help you." And and that would be true to my spirit, but I'm not going right. to be able to do it, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not going to be able to do it because if I give you this, what am I going to give to my, what am I going to have for myself? Right. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And I, you know, yeah. it's interesting for even what she's saying is because um, one of the things that I also realized is sometimes we could become more invested and give false hope to a person. Mm. So yeah, yeah. when you begin to tell me your situation, if I don't ask you extra questions, if I don't ask you, well, you know, if I don't dig deeper into the situation to hear all that you're saying, then I am I am protecting myself from becoming too invested in a process. That's right. That's mm-hmm. right. Absolutely. I, I, I think maybe I'm. I, I, I maybe I got to clarify for me because it sounds like you guys are saying that when. Uh, you, you, you're equating self-care with caring for others, right? And so it's almost like you are saying that when you care for others, it's almost like you're negating the fact that you can care for, or you're, you're saying that you can care for yourself and care for others at the same time. And and I think what I'm saying is is that you can give, you can give always, you can give to everything, all to, to everyone, as long as you've saved a piece for yourself. And Absolutely. Yeah, we're saying you, the same thing. Uh, okay, we're, and then yeah, we're also, all saying the same thing. Yeah, yeah, and I oh, think yeah. that you also have to be in a in an intentional practice, right? Because honestly, until I promise you, until last week or whenever Tawanya said this, I had no idea that there were these eight different types of self care, right? So mm-hmm. being cognizant of the fact that those are those different things, and maybe calling a thing a thing. Now I've done some stuff to protect my financial well-being right you know what Mm -hmm. here's the one i want to touch upon because one of the things was um was work or job yeah and we've all been in work environments Mm. that was not conducive to us being able to be successful and maintain Mm -hmm. our self-care and and every time you don't say toxic, chair. Hey. Yeah, right. Toxic. <laughs> I toxic. X I C with all caps. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and toxic. so and so when you look at even for that level of self-care, you know, it is knowing when this is just not working. And mm-hmm. it's not working for you because one of the main things that I definitely agree with and hear from Greer is balance. Yeah. yeah. So many people will give so much to that job. Yes. They will give 110% on that job. And then when it comes to family, when it comes to self, when it mm-hmm. comes to 
spiritual when it comes to financial yeah you have nothing left to give to right. the other part when right. you sit up there and you're sitting up there thinking let me tell you something if you pass away they're gonna put somebody else in your place that's right and there is and at the end of the day when it comes to your family the only thing that cannot be replaced is you mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so you have to really stop and think about is this is this a, a position where I am irreplaceable? Mm. So many people will figure out and try and find a way to make themselves irreplaceable on a job, but real but not realizing that there is no job that you are irreplaceable. Because we have all sat here and watched on the news if they have replaced owners. You started In the business mm-hmm. and they replaced you. You know, and you said, they go, but this is my business. Let me tell you. Not no more. Not no more. (laughs) Ain't no more beans. Ain't no more corn. You got to go out the door. Ain't no more. You see what I mean? You work at a job and you feel like you have given it all. And then when you stop to turn around and look at your family, your family is like, I mean. Tore to pieces. What did you, what did you give? Listen. To us. That's right. What did you give to us? Scraps. And and, and then realizing. Is it is it about the money? Mm. You know, because or the cloud live comfortably. Yep. The title, mm-hmm. you know, we we know that we want to be comfortable. We want to be able to have the stuff that we need to survive and thrive in our home. But at what cost? Uh, what, yeah. is, what is at the cost, cost of those things? Mm-hmm. You know, All right, so- I can definitely say when I quit my job. When I quit my job. That was the best decision that I have ever made in my life mm-hmm. as it pertains to our household. Quitting my job saved our family in so many different ways. That also goes to self-care. Mm-hmm. You got you to gotta know when to walk away. You do. You got to know when. You know. You got to know when to fold them. Go yep. on with it. Come on. Know when, know when to fold, to fold them. them. Know no when, when to walk away. Know when, when to run. run. Mm, you can show better than right. All right. Well, I'm going to end it right there. So today's <laughs> talk about self-care has been enlightening on so many fronts. Um, I don't know what our topic is for next week, but fertility ladies, and fertility and fertility. Ah, should be very interesting. Okay. All right. So infertility and fertility it's coming up next week. Ladies, as always, it has been a complete and total joy to hear all of the voices in the rooms, since we're all in different rooms, in our different spaces. Any final thoughts that you all want to add? Yeah, so I'd like to add a final thought, and that okay. is to budget for your self-care. Just like you Ooh, budget yes. for your Starbucks or you budget for your hair budget for other things as well if going to the movies is what makes you happy set aside some money for that and make it consistent add it to your calendar just like you add medical appointments and other appointments to your calendar add your self-care to your time and make a budget for it and i do 20 dollars every week to starbucks and i do accept starbucks gift cards whenever you want to send them to me kimmyd37 at gmail.com thank you Try to put that little plug in there. Amen. <laughs> Listen, I would like to um, add, even when it comes to spirituality, 
because I want you to, I want for a person to find the spirituality that matches to them. There are so many different levels of spirituality that does not have to be um, Jesus Christ based mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because we are spiritual beings just in that, just in that aspect whether you are looking for um, sounds, spiritual sounds, um, whether it is prayer, whether it is meditation, meditation, you know, whether it is yoga, whether, you know, it is different ways of just walking or becoming one with nature. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I don't take away from anybody's spiritual journey, whether you are a Scientologist, whether you Atheist, are a Christian, whether Buddhist, you are Sheikh, Buddhist, Muslim, agnostic. Hindu, agnostic, okay, okay, whatever we got it may it. be. We got it. You know, it is important to find that connection so that it could it could lead you in a space where you could be grounded. And Absolutely. So I, I give it to that. All right. Well, all right, ladies, um, Greer and uh, Sabrina and Tawanya and Ranjit and myself, we are the ladies of Educated and Evolved. We thank you all so much for tuning in to give us just a little bit of your time to listen to us and just to hear our thoughts on the latest and greatest topics. Now, I'm going to tell you what I really do want to talk about, and I'm just going to put this out there. We have got to talk about Miss Tabitha Brown and that holy read, but we'll save that for another day. Yes, you all will. be blessed, be blessed, be blessed. Take care, everyone. Bye bye. Bye bye. Stay tuned for our next episode of Educated and Evolved as we discuss the sensitive topic of fertility and infertility. There may be over 7 billion people in the world. However, the desire to have children is not realized for all couples. And our next discussion is dedicated to reflecting on our own experiences and how it has affected our lives. And also remember, if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, we can be found on Instagram and Twitter by the same name and by email, educatedandevolved at gmail.com. Enjoy and learn something new with us on Educated and Evolved. Thank you.